Welcome to another episode of Xtreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games. Wait. What? Oh, yeah. Hey, okay. Man. All right. We're good. <laughs> Did you forget where we were for a second? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm here to remind you because we're in Wiley's Castle Fortress thingamajigger. Ooh. Why is it's always a castle fortress? Why doesn't you have like a normal ass laboratory? Yeah, or just like a house, like a home with like, two kids <laughs> and a wife. <laughs> it's Wiley's bungalow. Come for tea. <laughs> it's Wiley's Airbnb. <laughs> Give me five stars. <laughs> or I'll, I'll send the robot. Or I'll crush you. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, we are in Wiley's Fortress. And uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty geared up for this one. Yeah. Is that a pun? It was a pun because yeah. this entire first stage is about gears. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There are gears everywhere. It's Gear City. It, it's, there's no Gear City here. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bit of a stretch, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with it. I'll, I'll just believe that that's a word. <laughs> Tried to get scarcity and gear together. It didn't really work for the pun of it. I oh, <laughs> I'm taking away your pun privileges for a minute. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for putting in the sound effect of me taking away his puns for a minute, Paul. <laughs> So, the whole kitsch, the whole thing with this stage is really, like we said, gear-related. So, it's about platforming on very small platforms that rotate, basically. Yes. Like, the gear itself is not the platform. It's the little cog in the center of the gear that is the platform. Right. The so, axle, if you will. The ac- there you go. The axle of the cog, or the gear... Is uh, what you'll be jumping on, and it moves in a clockwise fashion, um, continuously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was having a hard time thinking of that word. Um, but it does a pretty good job, actually, of conveying how the gear mechanic will work. Not the gear system, this gear mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> Not to good. be confused. Right, Good. good point to bring up. Yes, so it starts off with, you know, the normal conveyance methodology of introducing a platforming standard where you have the, like, two or three platforms with a normal-ass platform below it where you can't actually die. Mm -hmm. So, a good way to train and prepare you for the upcoming challenge and give you a sense of this is how this works without the fear of penalty. Yeah. So, from there, then it leads into a time and progress penalty. So you don't die if you fail, but it will set you back a uh, a bit if you end up falling down. Right. Because this time you're platforming it's like vertically. Slightly annoying. It's slightly annoying because you're platforming vertically, and if you fall vertically, you just go down to the bottom, but you don't die. It's just more of a time and progress loss, but not a life loss. Right. But then, as the as it progresses even further, then we get into the gears, 
where if you fall into the pit, you end up dying. Yeah. And you will so, die. And you will die, because it is very hard. And not only that, they also introduce a secondary type of gear platform, one that falls after about a second of standing on it. Yeah. So, not only are they introducing the concept of the spinning gear, but the falling gear. Which, thankfully, they do look different, and the falling gears look like they actually will break if stepped on. Yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. The art design kind of leads into the understanding of what's going to happen because it looks rusted and it looks, it's got like the red flashing light that something's wrong with it. And it's not moving. And <laughs> it's not moving. That's, that's also another giveaway that something's up with this. So, all in all, this is a really good and pretty prototypical um, conveyance methodology for a platformer, for a, for a platforming segment. Yeah. It's kind of like the. The thing you see in textbooks for how to teach a player how to engage with your level design. They have textbooks of that? They probably do. I mean, they make game they have yeah, game the, design classes right. for universities now. Oh, that's awesome. By the way, where the fuck were those classes when I went to university? I know, right? Let's go back. I all I had was like shitty calculus. <laughs> And you like, how need, often you probably need calculus to, to design games, Zach. Come on. Yeah, you're right. How many times have I like done a logarithmic uh, calculation on paper? <laughs> uh, good times. How many times have I plotted an exponential graph on paper? <sighs> once. <laughs> you're right. Once in class. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Enough griping about math. Math's important, but calculus is not important unless you are a like a math magician or something, or, or a something. or a NASA scientist. Yeah, one of those two. If you're in going into space travel, you you study your calculus. Yeah, you better know calculus. I know Buzz Aldrin knew his calculus. <laughs> He also knows how to play the guitar. Have you seen that man? He he is a real he's a real treasure. Buds Aldrin? Are you, yeah. Are you thinking of um, Chris Hadfield? Oh my God! I am thinking of Chris Hadfield. Damn he's it. awesome. Why, why, why? Sorry, not Buzz Aldrin. Chris Hadfield. He's the real treasure. Yeah, I've seen all his videos. Oh, he's great. I also read I his book, which is really good. Go check out Chris Hadfield. He also has a class that he teaches in one uh, of the... Uh, yeah, the master class thing. The, he, he has a master class. So many of those are popping up. I know. That's so cool, though. I think it's yeah. very interesting. Wait, we've gotten so yeah. off track. Okay. All right. Oh, my <laughs> God. How did this happen? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry, guys. Should we take a quick wow. break? There should be a master class on game design and teaching Zach to stick to the fucking script. Nah. Um <laughs> Um, okay, let's talk about another staple in platforming game design, which is the mandatory disappearing block sections. <laughs> yes. So they these are it's like this is like the prototypical platforming stage platforming stage that you present to students when you say here are the building blocks for making a great level. Yeah. And then you take those and build them out into your own ideas. And then they disappear. 
And then they disappear, and then these blocks, they're coming and going. So, for those of you who do not know what we're talking about, have you ever played a platforming game? Come on. These are <laughs> everywhere. This, At least this concept is everywhere. It might not very well be a disappearing block, but something kind of similar. Yeah. So, you need to understand the pattern of where the blocks will appear. They usually stay visible for about a second or two. Until the next one appears, and then you need to jump to that one uh, before, you know, the other one, the platform that you're on, disappears. Right. So, initially, again, they do a conveyance here, but difference is, this is a bit of a pain-veyance as opposed to a conveyance. So, because mm-hmm. the floor actually has the, uh, like, that Spiky. floor drone, like, yeah. spike floor drone. Uh, I that, hate those. Ugh, they're so annoying. They've been and, there since the original Mega Man, though. Yeah, in many games, too. Many, like, many, similar. many, many games. Yeah. The concept is if you are standing on the platform that they are on, they will move hella faster than they normally do, trying to hit you. Um, so they really are like sentinels of the floor. It's like a Roomba if it had a grudge against you. <laughs> yes. That's exactly Just, it. Please do not put knives on your Roomba. That was not, and uh, do not do that. This is not like giving a crab a knife situation. <laughs> it kind of looks like a crab in a way. That's true. It does look crabby. <laughs> it's also a bit upset that you're on its platform, so that's probably why it's so crabby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna put myself in the pun corner. <laughs> put anyway, yourself. I gotta. I gotta. Chiggity check myself before I do bad things. Um, so this is pretty prototypical platforming segment. Do you agree with me? I agree, Zach. Thank you, thank you. Um, we keep moving on here. There's an interesting platforming challenge that comes with just... there's The platforming itself is not difficult, but what makes it difficult is the combination of enemies that you have to deal with. Right. Um, they combine these lock-on cannons... With uh, with the drones enemies that come at you. Uh-huh. So they have the lock-on cannons in such a way that when you're standing on a platform trying to dodge a drone, the lock-on cannon is getting a, getting a lock on you and right. about to shoot you in the face. There's no safe place. No, so you really need to keep moving and make sure that you don't get hit because if you do, you're going to take damage. And if you take damage, you fly backwards. And if you fly backwards, you fall into a hole and die. Yes. So it makes for an interesting platforming challenge just by the platforms themselves not being too difficult. But the types of enemies that they place in the way makes it difficult. Right. Pretty standard for like a wily level. Exactly. They're really ramping up the difficulty. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the drone doesn't come straight at you. It kind of bobs up and down. So it's not going to be like a straight shot to take it down. So you have to kind of aim and make sure that you're paying attention. Yeah. Um, so it's really about making interesting platforming challenges, not just by making, you know, the platforms hard to deal with, but by adding in the enemy variety that makes that complements the platforming. Yeah. Gives it that timing element. Also, exactly. I think this is a pretty great stage, honestly, from a design perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they even have the uh, mandatory falling down and hope you don't hit spikes as you fall through the floor section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the uh, 
M-F-S-L-T-F-P-S-T-S. <laughs> I think that's what they say in the design textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Mr. Lefliffif. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't quite know what I'm talking about there, you, uh, it, it preps you by showing you, uh, as you're about to jump into this hole, that there are spikes on both sides, uh, kind of cueing you in that there's going to be more spikes below it, um, and you need to move Mega Man while he's in midair, uh, out of the way of a lot of these spikes and land safely at the bottom. Uh, I believe this was done a ton of times in earlier Mega Man, so I think it's just yeah. an homage to that. Yeah. Another standard kind of thing. Yeah. Another, like, similar-ish idea that they did in other Mega Mans to this is you're falling, but instead of spikes, they have, like, laser death beams. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a similar-ish idea where you're falling to try and avoid insta-death. Um, but the pathway that you're supposed to take isn't readily apparent with the lasers because they come from certain directions, whereas these are static spikes that stay in place. Right. So it's not as difficult of a challenge, but it's still a difficult challenge comparatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to the final platforming section here, and geez, I hope you remember that you have speed gear here. Because <laughs> there is no platforming break here. You kind of need it. Yes, especially considering the amount of enemies and the moving platforms and the yeah. falling platforms and the absolute no break that yeah. you get. You There's can also no use safe your, spot. like, uh, shield weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever it was called. No, you're right. That You can't forget barrier. that you have all these special weapons to protect yourself if need be. Use that acid barrier. That yeah. way you can tank a hit, or you can use the speed gear to run through quickly, or you can kill all the enemies on the screen using a power gear. True. It's really up to you. You just can't forget that you have these options at your disposal. Yeah. Which, I guess, for this type of Mega Man game, again, it's the first one that gives you the additional options of the gears, so it might not be readily apparent for players to use it. But right. again, yeah. you're at Wily 1 at this point. You've played through eight stages so I would hope you know that in, yeah. you know how to play the game at this point. You know the options that are available to you. It's really on you if you don't use it. Yeah. Speaking of really on you, I think we should talk about the boss. Okay. <laughs> I thought this was I thought this was the uh, the mini boss at first because figured there'd be a mini boss. Yeah, that's the thing. There was no mini boss in this stage, but yeah. don't worry, they make up for that later. <laughs> foreshadowing um the yellow devil mark three is that what it's called that is what it's called okay so the yellow devils mark one and two were in older Mega Man games but i guess uh, okay. wiley's improved upon the design for the mark three nice granted it does very similar things to its previous counterparts by breaking apart and using its body as a as a weapon like splitting up into random block segments to teleport to the other side, and you have to dodge it, and then you can only hit its glowing red eyeball. Yeah. Make sure that you hit the glowing red weak point. A toy! Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, but at the yeah. same time, it doesn't make it easy to do because the timing window 
for using a weapon on it is pretty small. Right. So you really have to be prepared. Otherwise, you have to do another one minute long dodging segment before you can get a chance at another shot. Yeah. Which is why when you get the chance to hit it, you should hit it hard, which brings in the whole point of a power gear. Yes. It's it's telling you, look, you have a very limited time to do damage to this enemy. Mm-hmm. Make it count. And if you're going to make something count power-wise, use the power gear. Nice. And if you're going to try and make it double count, use the power gear with a special weapon. Yeah. That Why way not? you... You really take out a lot of damage in hits. Yeah. This is where to use that stuff. Exactly. Know? It's a good use case. I don't think they actually did a fantastic job of relaying the usefulness of a power gear throughout mm-hmm. the game. Right. Um, except for right here. <laughs> I think this should have been, this concept should have been done earlier. Yeah, they could have used it for like a, one section, like in other levels or something, you know? Yeah, or making like one of the robot masters have a similar style where you have to really wail on it for a right. short period of time uh-huh. to give you that sense of, okay, now he's vulnerable, yeah. let's hit it hard. Or like a mini boss that you have to do that where it's also like not so hard defensively. So exactly. Kind of give you the chance to learn how to do it. That is a good point. They should give you a, a bit of a... Uh, staging area to, you know, convey the fact that you have this power gear and what it's actually good for. Yeah. So, I think this is a good, like, like, they missed the beginning test and this is, like, your final exam. Right, right. Yeah. It's like when you do, like, a 100% final. Yeah. For university. (laughs) It's like, well, I didn't take the midterms or do any other work, but here we go. Didn't we make this joke last episode? Did we? <laughs> oh, God, we're becoming repetitive. <laughs> no! Shit! Uh, the cranberry sauce! <laughs> so, but, but, difference, this one uses a speed gear yeah. to split itself into nine smaller devils that jump around the screen where only one of the devils has a weak spot. Yeah, that part's hard, man. It is quite difficult. Again, it's a lot of dodging, a lot of paying attention to a lot of things on the screen. Otherwise, you're going to tank damage like a motherfucker. (laughs) Um, Again, the best option that you can do here is slow down time. Because if it's going to slow down time and use speed gear, this is the time to use your speed gear. Yeah. Um, Aside from that, I think this is a pretty good boss as in a use case for using both speed and power gear. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just wish they gave you more bosses like that initially to at least prep you f- for using the power gear. Yeah. yeah. It's a small little thing they could have done, I guess. That's true. It doesn't diminish the challenge that's here. It just makes yeah. it kind of like, oh, I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. But not always a bad thing. But you know what might be a bad thing? This internet backstory! Internet backstory! I sure hope not, though. That'd be a real <laughs> disappointment. That's like great intro for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lead in with low expectations. You can only go up from there. True. Yeah, let's see. Yellow Devil Mark III. Uh, the newest model of the Yellow Devil, a heinous device designed with the express purpose of defeating Mega Man. Wily has equipped this model with the speed gear to ensure there's no possible way 
Mega Man can dodge its tricky split attacks. Though the Yellow Devil's body, a uh, Yellow Devil's massive body seems like it would be better fit for the Power Gear, even Wily has to struggle with budget issues from time to time. So he decided to limit the upgrade to the classic split attack and trust that a speed boost to this old favorite would do the job. So, that's interesting. I'm more curious about Wily's budgetary issues. Who's funding him? Um, how, good point. Where does he get how all did, his resources? Yeah, where is he getting all this money to fund this research? Who's funding Dr. Wily to create things like the Yellow Devil? Ooh. Oh, man. Mega Man 18 is going to be crazy when they explain that finally. <laughs> Maybe oh, it's fancy. Thanos. Oh my god, there's a weird crossover in the near future where Disney owns fucking everything, including Capcom. Probably will happen. Oh my god, it's going to become crazy. Anyway, um, that's really all there is to this internet backstory. It's not a ton of backstory for the Yellow Devil, because it's the Yellow Devil. It's just the same thing. It's just Mark III now, so that was the internet backstory. Okay, bye! Internet Backstory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you thought that was underwhelming, wait until the next boss. <laughs> anyway, I want to take a quick break to sip my my cup, my water. I had my coffee, my water, and be quickly back in a GIF. <sighs> How long is a GIF? So a GIF is about that long. Okay, great. Good to know. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. <laughs> so let's take that. Uh, let's see if we can beat this entire stage in that length of that GIF. I doubt it, but we'll do our best. <laughs> Don't hold me to that. 
that was an off off the cuff joke that was not super funny. Happens. Paul, maybe you cut that joke out. Actually, you don't. Actually, you do. Actually, I don't care. Let's talk about Wiley too. So, ominous skull tank in the beginning of stage is ominous. Yes, very ominous. Quite. Um, it's very much foreshadowing for the rest of this fucking stage. Yeah. Actually, which you could guess, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of funny that they really just showed in the beginning, just being there, not moving. Right. It's like, huh, I wonder what this giant skull-crushing mechanism is. I definitely hope it doesn't become the main mechanic of this stage. <laughs> and lo and behold, yes, it does. It ends up chasing you in a similar manner to uh, the wildfire in Torchman stage. Yeah. Except instead of fire, it's a giant skull-crushing robot. Right. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm a bit underwhelmed. Um, it is the exact same um, mechanic that was in Torchman stage, just with a different face. Right. Um, if you're gonna do something like that, I guess maybe add in a little different little differences, like yeah. um, like skull cannons. <laughs> Which is a mini-boss, because I defined mini-boss as I had to go into a separate room to defeat you and cannot progress until I defeat you. Okay, that's true. Granted, it is a very easy mini-boss, because you just hit its laser face multiple times with your laser face. (laughs) It's like robot making out. (laughs) I think I'm tired. (laughs) So, you gotta hit the glowy weak point, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's screaming at you, basically. When the when the robot opens its mouth to shoot its laser beam, it's like, HIT ME IN THE MOUTH! Do it, it's like, right whoa, here. that was a bit aggressive there, robot. And you're like, DO IT! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this aggression. <laughs> and that's why we don't punch robots. Yeah. But then you shoot it and it dies. And it's like, why did you do that? And it's like, you told me. <laughs> like you're, you're sending me so many mixed signals. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> and then you actually just keep on moving afterward. Um, and then, oh, actually, something I do want to call out. There's the first instance of fighting this carrot tank enemy where you're okay. forced to actually destroy it as opposed to knocking it off of a platform. Oh, good point. Good point. So this is the first and only time I think this happens where you cannot push it off. You have to destroy it. Mm-hmm. But what the funny thing is you've always been given the opportunity to push it off an edge. So it's kind of trained you to do one thing. And now yeah. you may not know how to approach this enemy. Yeah, but it's still useful because it like tries to kind of block you off. You got to kind of push it away if you have to. Exactly, but you can't even jump over it because the... Yeah. The uh, corridor that it's in is the exact height of the tank. So they're forcing you to fight it. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. They're like, oh, wait a minute. Did we tell them that they could fight this a different way? And it's like, um, we ran out of enemies for Wily too. Just put it in there and then it'll be fine. Which is funny because they have the mechanic from Torchman. They have the enemies from Torchman. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Usually they have a an amalgamation of enemies from lots of stages, but the predominant area they seem to be pulling from for this one is Torchman. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. What else is interesting is we get the exact same mini-boss again. <laughs> the only difference is that they brought in those small exploding dudes from Blastman stage. Right. Slightly That's harder. it. So it's very slightly harder. Um... And then you get a chase section again featuring the Skull Crusher robot and skull lasers. Yay. So those mini Exactly. Here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Now you combine the two deadliest elements in your level to provide some actual good challenge. Yeah. But the problem is it's not quite a mini boss anymore because I can't make it a mini boss. Because if they do, then you're kind of just going to get crushed to death. Right, because you're stuck. So, yes. But they do make it a very... It's very interesting fighting off enemies who were deemed as mini-bosses in this kind of a pressurized environment. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, shit, I gotta move... Oh, shit, this is a mini-boss. I gotta... Oh, but I can't wait. I gotta take it out. So, I actually like this particular section a lot. Yeah, it's definitely the most challenging part. Agreed. I think this was probably maybe my the high point of this stage for me. Oh, for sure. Um, and then there was just this odd little sequitur room with the like sumo robots and uh-huh. spikes on the ceiling, which yeah. seemed odd. Yeah, like kind of unnecessary. After yeah, that super just, hard part, like what's the point? Yeah, I mean this isn't even like a rest area because there's not. Right. It's not. There's nothing there's things here yeah it's not a rest area but at the same time it's not super hard and i don't quite get the reason why the ceiling has spikes if you're nowhere near it yeah i don't know might be some intern that put it that designed it and they're like i put it in it'll make him feel better yeah it's like okay i guess fine i guess sure (laughs) um but then right after that then they're just like they say fuck it and they throw every fucking scush crusher skull robot at you <laughs> to just escape this tunnel of death right they're like all right we'll put something easy and then fuck with you and then just batshit crazy crusher section <laughs> it's like what the hell no how does he run out of any money when he has like 12 of these crusher skulls that he's willing to just have crush each other how expensive they must be. <laughs> yeah, what? He just throws them together and, like, makes them crush each other to, in the hopes that maybe it'll get him? Right. Like, wow, whoever's bankrolling Wiley, you might want to take, like, a step back and see where your investment's going, bro. Right. Just, like, maybe have a quick heart-to-heart on his business plan, which involves apparently doing literally nothing. Of progress here. <laughs> Just actually backwards progress. Uh, yeah. And then, to wrap it up here, we have the boss. Um, gonna mess this up. It's called Mauvern. 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 M-A-W-V-E-R-N-E. Mauvern. Mauvern. Is it supposed to be a play on, like, Wyvern? Because it's not even close to a dragon. It's a giant skull in a ball. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't even know don't, like what where they get this idea from. I guess we'll we'll find out. We will eventually, but the b- weird thing is it's just the boss itself it's very easy. Yeah. Especially if you have the um if you have your own, if you have, you do have it, but you use the ball, the bounce man's weapon, the bounce ball, against mm-hmm. this giant ball, because apparently the small balls beat the big balls in this one. Yeah. Well, it is kind of electric. <laughs> Oogie woogie. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay, so it's an electric ball versus rubber balls, and the rubber will not conduct electricity, so that's why. I guess. All right, you know what? I will go with that because I didn't have a better idea. <laughs> All right, but literally, if it's you're in an enclosed area where your multiple balls can just bounce around and hit the boss multiple times, so as long as you're just shooting in random directions, you're yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah. The only trouble comes in when it activates its power gear and just shoots three laser beams, kind of like the skull robots did, but it locks onto you this time. Right. But that's about it. Like, this boss is pretty boring. Yeah. It I feels like this should have been... The challenge yeah. is, like, figuring out to use the balls. Yeah, I guess. If you don't know to use the ball, maybe you're in a bit of a pickle. Um, but then once you realize that, then you're like, oh, okay, this is very easy now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... I feel like, personally, maybe this should have been... Stage one, and yeah. the first one should have been stage two. Yeah, because stage two or the first stage was harder than this stage. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like, and the boss was harder in the first one too. Mm-hmm. Maybe the it just feels like going to be like super difficult. Well, I guess we'll have to find that out in the next episode. But for now, we're going to do a quick internet backstory. Internet backstory. Yeah. Uh, what kind of possible internet backstory could there be for this giant ball of shit? I'm curious to find out. Uh, this combat robot is an offshoot of the development that went into Wily's latest Wily machine. It's equipped with armor thick enough to repel any attack... Except for balls. <laughs> Does it say that? <laughs> no, I added in the last part. Okay. <laughs> Wily originally intended to create two versions fitted with a power gear and a speed gear, respectively. But when he realized how much time it would take to build the outer casings out of the special steel used in the metal helmets and the sniper Joe shields, he limited himself to creating just one. Interesting! So, the shielding is made from those sniper shields and the Met helmets. Okay. Um, and the last thing. That said, the incredible defensive capabilities of the resulting robot have Wily glowing with pride. Alright. Problem is he didn't expect a giant fucking barrage of rubber balls to hit it. <laughs> Get that glowing pride out of here. You gotta always take that into account. That's the thing. It's always the thing, the wrench you least expect to break your to break your shit. Yeah. Um, one thing actually, Mauvern may be a portmanteau of Maw, in reference to its prominent mouth, and Mauvern, the a color similar to magenta, which is what the face uh, is colored. Uh, 
That might be why. Wow. Again, the pun game. The oh pun game. Oh my god. Modern Internet Backstory. Internet Backstory. Cool. So that was it for the first two levels here. Um, I think the next one, we have a pretty good sense of what's going to happen based on our past experiences with mm-hmm. Mega Man Esh games. Yeah. So we will prepare for a, a wily boss rush segment. Yes. Um, and hopefully we'll come up with a good enough uh, tribute because we haven't done one of these boss rushes in a while, eh? I know. We'll have to figure out something fun. All right. We'll Paul give it a go. will definitely be involved. Absolutely. There's going to be a ton of Paul involvement. Are you excited, Paul? Yeah, I feel the excitement. Even <laughs> if you said that. that You know what? I'm still excited. <laughs> and you can't dull the excitement of our fans, too. So thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Again, it really does. I know we say this every episode, but that doesn't make it any less true. It really does mean a lot that you take the time to listen. Yeah. Um, and if you want to reach out to us and feel free to give us some suggestions about games you want us to cover in the future, again, send us an email at itsthextreme at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. Uh, that's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. All Other right. than that, um... I know I've been plugging our social media stuff a lot less, but it's because I've been caring about it a lot less. (laughs) Oh, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. If you guys... Okay, I'm going to put this out to the the group. If you guys like the content that we're putting out there, then I will be a lot more on top of it. If you guys don't really care about it and you just want us to focus on the podcast, then we'll do that. I'm only doing it because I feel like I have to, not because I want to. Which kind of makes it a burden on me. Another suggestion. But, if you want to do it, email us last now. Yeah, if you feel like you're up to snuff in handling our Instagram, feel free to send us an email. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Right? But in the meanwhile, if you do want us to keep going in the meanwhile, just let us know. Um because it takes a lot of effort during the day for me to prep those and get everything ready um, and think of funny things to say and find pictures and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough of my complaining. Again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. And, oh my god, we haven't said this in so long. Don't forget to write that shit down. Yeah. Don't forget to write it down. Yeah, I said it.